0: So I guess the the biggest challenge uh, actually for anyone from any faith is that, Mm -hmm. you know, really trusting God or, you know, some people say the universe that things will work out. Is there a part of me that's still holding me back? Like, you know, I'm surrendering the growth of my business to God. But at the same time, like, okay, I got to do this, I got to do that. Yes, you've Mm -hmm. got to do all that. But does it come with a sense of peace and trust that, you know, things will work out? Or does it come with a sense of like, oh, I'm doing this. Why isn't it bearing fruit? Why isn't anything, you know, coming out from it? So linking to that, the biggest blessing is that I know that it's not all on me. You will find your own way of living life with that feeling of flow and ease.
1: Welcome to another episode of Moments with Christy. Today, who we are having in this conversation, someone much elated because we've been going back and forth in emails and I know everything happens for a reason. So I'm so glad to have Jenny in this conversation. Uh, Jenny, in her previous life, was a lawyer and now she is a coach for Christian women. And so in this conversation, we'll be learning a lot about her journey and her own business right now, which is called River Life Coaching. And so I would love to welcome you all, Jenny, in this conversation. Hi, Jenny.
0: Hi Chrissy, thanks for having me on your show and I was about to laugh when you say that there's so many back and forth and, and we had a pre-recording conversation where we say life happens, you know a lot of good things yes. have been happening at your end and you've been busy and you know all, all of us were trying to wrap up 2021 in a nice yeah. way so, so I hope you had a nice year end.
1: oh yeah I definitely had a wonderful year and I I really am grateful for you as well um, for you know keeping up with me and keeping up with everything and I'm just so glad that we get to be in this present moment and have this conversation finally. <laughs> yes finally we're connecting. <laughs> yeah. Everything happens for a reason I yes. totally believe that and so yes. Jenny before we start to dive deep into your journey I usually want to start with a few questions just to get things sure. just to break some ice and for our audience to get to know you better all right. Um, yes. Are you ready for these random questions sure. to come your way
0: <laughs> yes random fire away
1: <laughs> okay awesome so my first question is um if you had a choice of any superpower what would you choose and why
0: hmm. that's, that's pretty good i mean when when I was young, it, um, I was thinking like how cool it would be to be invisible. And and coming from the aspect of an introvert, you know, we, we like to be with ourselves and observe people and, and see you know, how we can sort of listen into to people's conversations and find out what's going on without putting too much of ourselves out there because we, we like deep conversations. We like uh, connections. At the same time, we get really tired if we're in a large group of people. So the, the superpower I was playing with the idea of playing with superpowers back then when I was younger was like, Oh, can I be invisible? So, you know, I can just like weave my way in and out and, and all all that. Yeah. So, so that's one aspect. It would be nice to be invisible. Now that I'm older, I'm thinking that, you know, perhaps one superpower is I could read people's mind. Of course, then people might find oh that's a bit invasive. However, as a coach, you know, I I coach people and I help them recognize what their limiting beliefs are, mm. uh, what's holding back. You know, sometimes what's holding us back are our thoughts. It's not external circumstances. Yes, there are physical external challenges, but a lot of times. Our own limiting beliefs are, are the thoughts that hold us, hold us back. So I, I can't pick that up without my superpower of being able to read people's minds because it's just something, uh, it's like intuition. And and I, when I really listen to someone deeply, I can pick that up. But it'll be cool though <laughs> if I can read someone's mind. Although not too sure how beneficial that is. But, but right now, Christy's like saying, Jenny, can you stop talking too much? If I can <laughs> no. read your mind. <laughs>
1: so things like that i have to accept the good and the bad (laughs) yeah actually that wasn't what i was thinking almost but i don't i don't have the power yeah (laughs) that's a proof that you don't have the superpower yet um but i love those answers because it's so true right i'm also an introvert and i totally can relate to what you said about just being invisible just to observe because sometimes we get too much in our head that actually what is going on is not what's real Right? Or what is going on in our minds is not actually what is happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that answer. Very, very profound. And there's so many talking points already, but I won't dive in there just yet. Um, I'm gonna ask you a very last um question on this round, at least, is um, and my favorite question of all, I think, is what is your spirit animal?
0: Mm. Cool. That's that's a cool question. Uh I was just I paused because I was remembering my conversation with my middle daughter who is turning oh. 12 this year. She said she's a sloth <laughs> because it was the what? school holidays <laughs> and she just wants to curl up in bed and you know, like kind of sleep.
1: So. that's a sloth for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sloth
0: for sure. For me. Hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm a dog person. As in real life, mm-hmm. you know, I love dogs, and uh, would I call my spirit animal to be, you know, like like this uh, golden retriever, uh, who's who's warm and loving, and and I think the trait there that resonates with me uh, about a dog is that a dog is loyal. I mean, we've we've all seen like you know you can like, beat up a dog. Hopefully not, and and yet the dog. If, if this is your dog, the dog will be very loyal. It will still come back to you. And I'm not saying that, you know, you all should be subjected to abusive relationships, but it's just like almost loyalty and unconditional love. And, and that's a trait that uh, resonates mm. with me because I'm very loyal in my relationships. Uh, I'm very faithful to my friends and, and whoever I care about.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so wholesome. And I'm sure we'll dive more into that because I really like hearing those... Um, topics when it comes to being able to relate to others and definitely that reflects on your role as a coach in your career right and speaking of which now moving into transition to your journey and i'm super interested in how your journey from a lawyer to now a coach has become Um, but before i i ask that question um would you be able to share us jenny what your story was in two sentences two i know sentences. that's short but yes two how sentences, would you describe uh, your story in two sentences
0: okay uh, long-term trial attorney explores the power of coaching with her introverted clients
1: oh wow that's,
0: that's like one right <laughs>
1: That's that's more than enough. There's so many okay. keywords that we can dive into, and yes. So tell us a little bit more about that, Jenny. How how was that journey like, and what made you decide to first be a lawyer, and what made you decide to move from lawyer to being coach
0: for Christian okay. women. Yeah. Okay. Sure, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. So, um, as as we've already touched on, I'm an introvert. I was also very shy as a child. Uh, didn't understand what introversion was about. So, in my younger days, a lot of the adults said, Jenny, you should speak up more. You know, why are you so quiet? You know, that, that's the common thing that people say. Uh, they don't quite understand that a lot of times I am very involved in the conversations. I'm just thinking, I'm just processing. And maybe um some part of me is holding myself back because I'm not sure if I say something, is, is it like acceptable? Is it the right thing? Because mm. introverts tend to think a lot about yes. things in their head. And, and until we're very comfortable that it's safe to say it, then only we'll say it. So a lot of times we don't say it. But anyway, that was me in my younger days. And why I went into law is because I had this very strong sense of justice. I guess I was young and naive then. and I thought, okay, you know, I really believe in um, kind of defending or helping the underprivileged, those whose voices are not heard. Maybe it resonates with me because at times my voice wasn't heard. So I thought, okay, you know, being a lawyer in that profession you know I can help people's voices be heard Uh, little did I know that you know being a lawyer doesn't naturally mean that because there's many areas of law and I didn't go into human rights uh, although that was something I was thinking about back then I went into um, litigation so that's like attending uh, trials at courts and and people like saying you know Jenny you're so quiet how could you do that um actually the reality is being a litigation lawyer you do a lot of prep work you look do a lot of research you write a lot and that's something i was really good at being meticulous uh, being organized structuring the arguments and it was that that i centered myself on and and that moments where i have to present a case in court i had to pull all my extroverted resource just for that one two hours so that I can present myself and then usually after that the lawyers would like to hang around you know go for lunch go for coffee and things like that and I find that I forced myself to do that but I find I was really tired because after being in court I just wanted to run away somewhere and, and you know just sort of uh recharge and refresh myself but i felt pressured because you know a lot of the other lawyers wanted to go together and and go for outings so that was a struggle that i had back then that i didn't when i really didn't understand you know where i draw my energy from as an introvert so introverts are not shy yes some of us are shy but not naturally introverts means you are shy introverts just mean that where you draw your energy from we tend to draw our energy more from within whereas extroverts tend to draw more of their energy being with people i've realized uh, in my conversations with other extroverts during the pandemic a lot of them realized that wow there is power in, in you know drawing within so now extroverts are also saying hey maybe i'm a mixed batch of mixed batch of both and and people who as they grow older also tend to be more reflective. So, so that's my legal career. And I transitioned to be a coach in end uh, 2018 and, and started training as a coach, uh, one year program credentialed by International Coaching Federation in 2019. Why I went into it is because I believe that this is what God is calling me into in this phase of my life. Uh, he could probably call me in 2015 when I was a manager in, in, a, in a bank and I felt that uh, okay not right now I've got kids I've got a full-time job you know this is a hobby right uh, and the intellectual uh, rational mind uh, put that block in me so I held off uh, however that desire to train as a coach to help people through coaching because I, I am naturally very good at listening I'm very empathetic to the mm-hmm. extent that you know I sometimes when I was younger I take on people's problems I take on my friends' mm-hmm. problems as though they were mine <laughs> that's not healthy so now I know mm-hmm. how draw boundaries and I can't do that you know with all my clients it's just too much Mm. Uh, but yeah so I have that that natural intuition to understand people's feelings and what is said and sometimes even not said and I thought okay if if this is what God wants me to do to help people and it kind of gels with why I went into law in the first place I wanted to help people those who were not hurt Mm. and now in coaching I want to help people realize their fullest potential as well for myself, I'm also going through this personal journey where in the beginning when I started my business in 2020 at the peak of the pandemic, I was saying, okay, there goes my legal career. Now I'm a coach. So it's, it's kind of like a divide there that you know I stopped being a lawyer and now I'm a coach. I'm now mm. growing to see that I don't have to stop it because it's who I am you know, being a lawyer is still who I am. Being a coach is definitely who I am. So I'm I'm now changing the language for myself, my inner talk to be: oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm a coach. Depending on how I can help you, whichever hat I put on, you're still getting Jenny because it's the whole package. It's not, I'm a lawyer. And then, you know, I've stopped that and I'm a coach. I'm still both because it's all part of me. It's all part of who I am.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's, it's a full acceptance of your journey, right? it's not just yes. a segmented, this is where I am right now. So my past doesn't really matter as much It's I'm a compilation of all the experiences that I've had. And this is who I'm because of my experiences. And yes. um, Jenny, your coaching practice is called River Life. I'm sure there's a story behind that, that name um, was what yes. was your thought process? Yeah. Thank you. So
0: so in, in my coach training, we were supposed to write a paper about our coaching model or coaching process. Okay. So it's a bit like your coaching philosophy. So a lot of people came up with acronyms, you know, it's quite mm-hmm. trendy, right? Like you know about SMART goals, so SMART. Yes, so you can yeah. that as yeah. your coaching process and then things like yeah. that. And I was thinking, oh, okay, do I want to follow and and write an acronym? You know, and, and then I was talking to some peers and and they said, you know, certain things they did, they're more visual. So I didn't have any of those ideas. So one day I was just doing my quiet time I was reading the Bible and and you know in the Bible there's a lot of references to river and it just hit me. So my idea of river life coaching is that your life is like a river. So the river comes from a river source. So for us what's our river source? It's where we hold most dear whether it's faith, Mm -hmm. whether it's just your core values, whether it's a particular belief, you know, even if you are uh, agnostic, you do have some beliefs and values that you go back to time and time again to keep yourself centered. So that's the river source. And Mm -hmm. our life journey is how the river flows. So is your river flowing smoothly or are you uh, blocked by rocks? You know, uh, does it uh, flow fast, flow slow, meander, make U-turns? And that's how life is. And I believe when you're a river, life is flowing uh, smoothly and you're living purposefully you're enriching those around you as well so you know that a very f- uh, smooth flowing river will have very rich river banks with you know flowers plants and animals and, and for us it's all about community right so yes. when we feel we're living out a life purpose and we're helping others and people feel that uh positive energy coming out from us it's a positive ripple effect so i've Mm -hmm. coached a woman who you know was navigating to work-life balance uh, matters and when she's at a better place her family Uh, benefits as well and uh, her colleagues at her workplace is like saying oh I see this change in you you're less hot tempered now (laughs) and they benefit as well so it's great I only coach one person but can you imagine the positive ripple in fact
1: you know of that
0: person rippling it in her community so Mm. so that's how I see so the river eventually ends um, at the Mm. ocean right and Mm -hmm. that is your legacy so when you come to the end of your river what is that legacy what, what are you leaving behind? So I also ask clients to think. Yes, my, my clients are not that old. They're all mostly younger than me. But you know, it's it's good to think about the legacy. It's not about being morbid and it's not about living your um, it's not will, you know. Yes, you can plan financial planning and all that. That can be part of your legacy. But your legacy is like when you're gone, what are people saying about you? What are people remembering you by? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's in a nutshell why it's river life coaching. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I think it's true because death is the only really destination for all of us. It doesn't matter how rich we are, how poor cool we are, how healthy or non-healthy or all the characteristics that we have as a human. It doesn't really matter at the end because we're all going to die. Dy- I mean, it, I as you said, that's not also being negative. It's also just being realistic and understanding. That's almost like the only certainty right? in life. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is like I don't know, right? I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, um, especially with the pandemic going on um, for yeah. sure. And so, how about you then, Jenny? What makes your life flow? What what resonates to you in your day to day that makes it have that smooth flow to for um, you to be able to lead your legacy?
0: I guess it's 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 three buckets. It's mm-hmm. myself, yeah, my family. And my work. So my mm. work when I when I say it uh it's coaching, is if I'm doing a legal consulting assignment, is is that. So so the, the work part is I, I feel fulfilled when I have helped one person and, and helped that person mm. get from a good place to a better place. And if not, just to get that awareness or just to get that perspective shift to get started. You know, Mm -hmm. on, on, you know, meeting uh, his or her goals For my family, you know, I I feel really fulfilled At the end of the day, you know, if I've connected With each of my three kids, you know, one-to-one And of course course with my husband as well Sometimes time doesn't permit uh, that Because everyone's so busy, right? So as long as I have that connection Where it's just a a short chat or a hug that that feels great and then for myself I think for women we naturally park ourselves at the bottom of the list of people we care (laughs) about (laughs)
1: everyone goes first
0: (laughs) yes everyone goes first but you you cannot keep giving from an empty cup so I know a lot of us starting the new year we've got a lot of things on our plate and we're like running and and doing so many things at the end of the day if you're a night person at the At the end of the day carve out some time for yourself it's not a guilty sin or anything it's actually essential you need to carve out time for yourself so i journal so at the end Mm -hmm. of the day whenever everything's quiet i'll journal or reflect on on what i'm grateful for and and, Mm -hmm. you know what are today's challenges and what i can learn from that so that's my time of course in the morning i always have my cup of coffee so that's that's a must must. (laughs) so it's it's, it's things like that so i think my, my river's flowing uh quite smoothly right now i mean there are still challenges in terms of the business building aspect and sometimes a stress and this frustration and then i have a teenager and another daughter who's soon to be a teenager so i have a teenage son (laughs) and then this 12 year old who will be a teenager quite soon so being a mom to teenagers is a whole new challenge altogether as well but it's how you approach those challenges yeah
1: yeah and has that have you always had that way uh, uh, or approach in, especially when you mentioned about, you know, as a woman, we tend to prioritize ourselves the last. Um, I see that in my mom as well, because she gives a lot to her work, to her kids, to her husband, and she saves the least to herself. And sometimes I we encourage her to, you know, mom, you can just rest if you want, or, Let us do that. Right. For you, what what was that reminder or have you always had that mindset at the beginning before you had a family, before you had your business that, hey, I know that it's important for me to give, but I also have to retain some energy within me.
0: No, it's, it's, a, it's a learning process. Of yeah. course, you know, I, being an introvert, we think a lot and my my nature and also trained as a lawyer, unfortunately or fortunately, I can always imagine the worst case scenario. So you yes. can imagine how much energy goes into thinking what could go wrong. And, and it's mm-hmm. also a part of my personality because I'm a planner, right? So I find comfort that if I can think of the worst case scenario, I can plan around it, yeah. against <laughs> it, over it. <laughs> so the mind is always and it gets perpetually worse. busy and it yes. gets worse and then I get stressed <laughs> (laughs) about it so i Mm -hmm. I do realize that in my younger days you know i really got stressed about it i got anxious and Mm -hmm. that made i still delivered the end result whether it's work or whether it's you know making that commitment for a relationship i still in a way, meet the end result. But the journey Mm -hmm. towards that end result is very stressful. It's it's a lot of negative energy. makes me feel really tired and drained. I'm like, why did I have to go through that? So actually, it's the coach training that helped me grow Uh as a person as well, where I realized that, you know, like like you said, a lot lot of things are beyond our control. And what, Mm -hmm. what is really within our control? It's just recognizing what's within your control and what's not within your control. And then choosing Yes, your emotions can be quite overwhelming, but making that choice, pause and making that choice to say that, yes, I'm feeling stressed right now and and understanding where is that stress coming from and also questioning yourself, you know, by being so stressed and worried, is it really helping the situation? So I think a lot of us, we don't take that time to just pause
1: mm-hmm. and to
0: kind of check in. Why are we feeling this way? We're kind of hijacked by our emotions. So when we're stressed, when we're anxious, we don't pause to think and we just go you know with the stress and it just spirals downwards and and makes us feel even worse so a simple thing is actually when you're feeling stressed and anxious just to take a step back take a deep breath and ask yourself what what's really going on here and if you cannot stop at least you know just close your eyes and pause and see where the sensation is coming from your body because your body's always telling you where even before you feel stressed i I feel a bit tense on my shoulder i will know that's oh, it's coming. That's like yeah. a signal. So it's coming, right? Yeah. And then you can pause and you can say, okay, do I want to, you know, carry on like this? So it, it's not been something I could say. this I, when I was born, that's it. You know, I'm so sad. <laughs> no, it's something yeah. that we learn along the way, and I'm still learning as well. So on days when I feel that my cup is empty, and at, mm-hmm. when I talk to my kids, uh, they catch me at a bad time. I find myself being quite short mm-hmm. and, and and with them, and I can see that I've in a way hurt their feelings. Then I realize, oh okay, you know, I did a boo-boo again, so I had to (laughs) find time to reconcile with them and and tell them that, yeah, I'm really sorry because today's been a bad day and and I I wasn't careful with my words. So I'm also learning there are still times when I'm not at my best self and and the main thing is to be honest and to openly communicate what's been going on. So even with my youngest daughter, I tell her that, you know, mommy really needs her 20 minutes alone right now as much as I love you. Can you let me have my 20 minutes alone (laughs) before I tend to? And and I come out of that 20 minutes being a much better mom to her as as opposed to, you know, if I were to handle her issues right there and then i'll probably get very frustrated and and short-tempered as well so it's also recognizing what you need and communicating what you need to the people around you
1: yeah that's very kind i think that's sometimes what people are missing right being able to communicate this is what i need right now instead of um like taking that ownership of being able to communicate that to someone you care about versus just doing what you think you should do and end up, you know, feeling some sort of resentment of, uh, oh, like, I'm so tired already, you should have done this for me, blah, 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 right? So it's really healthy that you were able to set those boundaries, even at home, even in your pers- uh, professional life. Um, and... As a Christian woman, Jenny, what do you think are, you know, your biggest challenges and or your biggest challenge and the biggest blessing that you find as a Christian woman?
0: So I guess the the biggest challenge uh, actually for anyone from any faith is that, Mm -hmm. you know, really trusting God or, you know, some people say the universe that things will work out because, you know, as a planner myself and also what I call a recovering perfectionist, I plan a lot. I take control a lot. I'm under the illusion that I'm in control (laughs) of a lot of things. And when things don't work out the way I plan, it's very frustrating. It's very disappointing. So that's the challenge. You know, I pray I tell God, I'm surrendering this to you. At the Mm -hmm. same time, is there a part of me that's still holding me back? Like, you know, I'm surrendering the growth of my business to God. But at the same time like okay I got to do this I got to do that yes mm-hmm. you've got to do all that but does it come with a sense of peace and trust that you know things will work out or does it come with a sense of like oh, I'm doing this why isn't it bearing fruit why isn't anything you know coming out from it so
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, that's that struggle you know like um, surrendering completely and and trusting that things will work out or if things don't work out like, you know, for us to eventually meet today, I think that's a blessing that, that things worked out in that sense. So, you know, we were both like, oh no, what what's going on? You know, you were busy, I was busy and, and things like that. So it's, yeah. it's like surrendering and trusting that things would uh, work out. and And linking to that, the biggest blessing is that I know that it's not all on me. Whether yeah. you know for those who, who have a faith, they know that you know God is in control of all things. For those who are you know they they're they non-believers or they, they believe of a different faith, you will find your own way of living life with that feeling of flow and ease, whether it's just through the support of people around mm-hmm. you. I mean, eventually. We're all a bit self-centered. We all think that, oh, it's all up to us, you know, yeah. it's it's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And there's only very few people who think that it's not about them. But if you pause and you think about it, you know, the world's bigger than who you are. And and you know, the fact that you can just touch one person's life at a time and and you know create that positive ripple effect, that's that's a great thing already.
1: Mm-hmm. Has your faith ever wa- wavered? and yeah i'm i'm curious how you were able to navigate back to trusting the process again
0: it's it's definitely got its ups and downs yeah. mm-hmm. i mean when i was i was i was studying law in 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 the uk so that mm-hmm. time i was all alone by myself uh, it was challenging. Actually, it was during that period that I think my faith got stronger because I really mm. didn't have anyone. Uh, I have friends and all that, but you know, when, when there were difficult moments, I really didn't have anyone to, to get support from. And that's how I got uh, closer to God. Yeah. And I think when, when people slipped from their faith is when yeah. things are going really well. You'll be amazed mm. that when people are suffering, that's like, oh, okay, I better start praying again yeah. because, you know, I can't do this on myself. And it is, is if I reflect, it's on those times during my life when, when things are going well that I tend to forget. I mean, I, I no. don't say I walk away completely, but you tend to be complacent and you mm. tend to forget and you tend to take things for granted, you know. It, 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 it doesn't only uh this this reference is not only to God it could be to your family members when things are going really well you tend to take them for granted then when the yeah. relationship starts to have problems then you're like I didn't see the warning signs because you, you didn't you know pay attention
1: you know, yeah. there were
0: warning signs earlier on but you didn't pay attention to it because we all think that oh everything's going well so right now my practice is whether it's a good time or a bad time to really in my journaling as well that helps me center and bring gratitude back whether it's to God whether it's to my family members to really bring gratitude back and, and keeping myself like focused on okay what what am I truly grateful for today yeah
1: yeah and I, I love what you said about it's so ironic that we believe in something greater than us when we are at our lowest point. It's like, and when we're soaring, right? Where we're supposed to be very grateful, that's when we forget that the, the, the universe or God is greater. It has had a part of this plan for things to work out the way that it did. Of course, on behalf of your efforts, on behalf of your intentions and your grace, right? And I think, I I love what you said. I think that's something that definitely a lot of people will be able to take away from this conversation. And that's something that I actually had a conversation with one of my friends before too. It's like, how ironic is it? I, I witnessed some people who were never religious or never believed in God. And on their nearing their death, unfortunately, but also fortunately, they were able to rediscover their faith and be like you know what, I think there's something greater out there. And I really want to know what it is. Um, my grandpa was an example. He, he grew up as a Buddhist um, and then I guess an atheist because he never really went to church. Um, and he recently passed away two years ago. Um, but what was beautiful was he started asking questions about Jesus. And my grandma was Catholic. And she started telling him about, you know, this is what Jesus does, you know, and we had him baptized, he was anointed, the whole process, and he was crying too, as well. And I think that's such a beautiful thing, whichever religion or whatever it is that you believe in. I think believing and knowing that you, there is something greater out there looking out for you, is such a, it's, it's a magnificent feeling. That you're not alone. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah,
0: th- thank you for sharing that, that story with your grandfather. It's, it's beautiful. And, and uh mm. a lot of people have similar stories like that. So mm. I can imagine you know, your grandmother is actually quietly working, yeah, praying for you yeah. know your grandpa all these years. So a lot yeah. of it is patience and mm-hmm. you know, the commitment. So especially, you know, in, in relationships, uh, things may not seem like they're working out and things may, mm-hmm. may not seem like there's so many problems, right? But once you're committed to a relationship and, and you know, you quietly do the work for yourself, you know, and, and keep mm-hmm. praying and, and, and keep trusting, eventually you see it bear fruit. It's just that it, it takes time.
1: Yeah. It definitely takes time, yes. yes. for And for you, Jenny, I know you mentioned about um, the time that you were in the UK and how that strengthened your faith and now how you're able to take that back in your own life and build those boundaries to be able to nurture dif- the different relationships in your life um I'm curious to know and I'm sure the audience will be curious to know how do you manage your relationships and those boundaries um, in yourself as a mom as a as a as a wife, as a coach, as a coachy, sometimes probably. How do you? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: lots uh, lots okay. of heads that, yeah. <laughs> that we're
1: Lots of heads that we're
0: yeah. So so before I under un, un, uh, answer that, it's yes. it's good that you brought up that, you know, I am also a coaching, which means that yes. I do have coaches. And I think it's mm-hmm. important for everyone, whether you're a very professional senior coach, uh, to, to have someone coach you. And I have a mentor coach mm-hmm. who coaches me on, on on the coaching and also to on on the business as well, my business development as well. So it's just great. You are never alone, you know, and, and asking for help doesn't mean that you are weak. Asking for help means that you know you need to grow in certain areas and you know you can't do it by yourself, which mm-hmm. is fine. So ask for help. A lot of times women mm-hmm. hold back and don't ask for help because they That's don't want true. to be seen as weak. Yes. And, and I, I don't agree with that. I mean, in my past, I have held back and not asked for help because I didn't want to seem weak, right? I, I just mm-hmm. pushed through it on my own. It's so much harder uh, you know, so so when you look at your network, your friends, your connections, who can you leverage on for help? It's not about using them because you know when you ask for help, think about it. You are also giving them that opportunity yes. to uh, you know, share what they know, share their knowledge, share their uh, your insights. You're making them feel valued because it's like, yes. oh, someone's asking for my help. So win-win. it's not like you're just thinking. Yeah, so it's win-win. And down the road, you know, when you think of something, you can help that person back. So it's this, this community feeling as well. And then as, as to living out my faith now, how do I uh, create boundaries or deepen relationships? It's yes. more like just this that having that open communication. Mm. so in my early years of marriage I know you're going to start on that journey very exciting journey Uh, remember we're both you and your, your soon-to-be husband are both coming in as two individual people, and now mm. you're coming together, and there's a lot of understanding. Yes. So in my earlier years of marriage, you know, I was thinking, okay, about my husband. You love me, right? So you should know. Yeah. You should you mentioned that you should know should what read I'm going my mind. through. <laughs> yes, that's why right, the power of reading the mind. You should yeah. know. But but men are, you know kind of like created differently from women they they never know unless the, <laughs> there's a small i mean i'm generalizing there are some men who are more intuitive but the, the g- general uh, sense is that most men uh they, they won't really get what goes on in a woman's mind it's just so different so in the earlier years of marriage you know i i Had this assumption That he should know What I'm going through And that led to A lot of uh, miscommunication A lot of Mm. arguments Because I had Certain expectations Of him Which wasn't fair Because he never knew What my expectations were And it was all in my head I expected him to Show up as a certain way Talk as in a certain way And, Mm. And he didn't know that So, you know, through the years, we learn to understand each other better. We learn Mm -hmm. to communicate better and the the best uh, way to do it is just to be open. Just tell the other person what you need. It's not about being selfish, so you say, if if on, on a long day, you just need I- him to assure you of certain days so you just tell him you know i had a long day it would be nice you know if if you could just check in with me and see how i am and, yeah. and, and this i need five minutes of your time just to listen to me only five minutes also so men like to know what's expected of them yes because i remember yeah. in the past when i was like <laughs> venting and venting he went straight into <laughs> solution mode like yeah. Kenny, i think you should do this 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 then I felt that I wasn't listened to. I wasn't yeah. heard because he went into solution mode. But for him, he felt that, okay, she's saying so much. I care about her. I want to help her solve it. So, mm. you know, nowadays I say that I just need you to listen for 10 minutes. I don't need you to provide a solution or an answer. Just, just hear me out. I just need to download this. And yes. then, <laughs> then, then you give him that, that uh, assurance that, okay, she's not expecting for an answer. So I'll just listen. So it's that. Open honest communication. I know it doesn't sound very romantic, but it, it definitely helps in, in it creating less miscommunication.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's that's very healthy, right? That's very healthy because then we assume we don't assume that someone is doing because of ABC, right? We can hear it from them, and I think that's more um it creates a safer space for everyone or for both partners to be able to be vulnerable and be like, you know what? I was hurt that this happened. And the other person could be like, yeah, I was hurt too. <laughs> so yes. at least it hurt? starts
0: the conversation, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's beautiful. I mean, I'm glad that you, you shared that as well. I feel like a lot and, of people... Uh, yeah. And
0: to add on to what you said just yeah. now, you said that I feel hurt. And, and that's a very good way of addressing that situation because I think our tendency is to say, you hurt me.
1: That yeah. would put up the,
0: the, guy's, uh, the other person's defenses, right? So I like the fact yeah. that you use the word, I feel hurt. So you're not... Blaming him yes. right away. You're yes. just saying that you know this is how I'm feeling. That gives him the opportunity to say, Oh, I didn't know that, or I didn't know you're hurt, or or like you said, I am hurt too. Yes. So it, it's more coming from your perspective, you're sharing that. A lot of times we say, You did this to me, you know, you yeah. said that. <laughs> that <laughs> this doesn't start off. Yeah, that never goes well. So I like the fact that you use the word I.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. I've learned um through experiences as well. So I hope many people who are listening in as well would be able to hear that too um, and jenny i know um, in terms of um your coaching practice i'm i'm curious to know i'm sure everyone is as well how what is your approach um in your coaching practice
0: I um normally for the new or potential clients, mm-hmm. I normally start with a short uh 30 minutes call. So mm-hmm. that is uh complimentary and I'm offering it to all your listeners, so, you know, later down the road if you want to book my time. And then the great thing is about uh doing it on Zoom virtually, you know, as long as the timing matches, you know, yes. you're you're <laughs> You're in Toronto, I'm in Singapore, and then we're doing this. So it's workable. I can coach anyone all over the world. So in the 30-minute discovery call is to find out, you know, what do you want, you know, out of your Mm -hmm. life? um, What are you seeking for? Mm -hmm. And whether we have that um, trust and rapport to be able to work together to, Mm -hmm. you know, for me to help you get to where you want to be. Yeah, so, so it's, it's, a, it's a, That's why it's called a discovery call It's just to discover whether we can work together That I can support you Because some people just need a coach To be like the brainstorming partner You know, or mm-hmm. accountability partner So they just say, okay Jenny I, I pretty much know what I need But somehow I'm not that committed to it I need someone <laughs> to like journey with me At least through this burst of three months You know, for my project to, to see me through And a lot of times If, if I coach women who are more senior uh, Or in positions that are more Senior, they, they feel they can't share their challenges with the people around them because those are their direct those are her direct reports so she feels a bit lonely a bit isolated so as a coach i'm this sounding board for her this safe space that uh, she can talk about so i would say that coaching is actually driven by the client what what the client needs and i see whether i can meet that need at that particular point in time so going forward a coaching session can last uh an hour each time and it depends on how many you need uh for the purposes of your goals and after the engagement ends you know we can check in to see is there a need to continue if not we can pause it and then you know because you know life you need things to happen to take uh, to run its course and then who knows you might reconnect back with me again so it's it's really great it's all about it's all about the connection and the Mm. the relationship and it's more like getting clarity on what you want and just having someone support you that way the answers are within you it's just Mm -hmm. someone to help you see the answers
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and that's great I I think everyone needs to be able to find their foe especially now where we're all cooped up inside right? requires a lot of conversation within ourselves and that puts up a lot of these insecurities that might come up that we're like oh I never saw this before and now I have to deal with it so I think the practice that you have in your life is so profound as a coaching practice and I'm sure I'm I'm now curious because I feel like there's so much about what you've said and I I saw this in our intro call before. There's a lot of things that you've mentioned that really resonates a lot to me and I feel like to many women out there as well. And to wrap things up, Jenny, in a nice bow, um, I do like to ask all my guests this question. uh, And it's, what is your love message to yourself? What would you tell Jenny at this point in time? Um,
0: Accept myself for who I am right now and to really you know, appreciate the journey in in this present moment, so to really appreciate the Chrissy in this present moment, because a lot of times we're thinking ahead of ourselves, either like, oh, you know, I I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to be that person, so that's Mm -hmm. the future one, or you're like, you know, why was I like that in the past, so there's a lot of dwelling, a lot of regrets in the past. So I want to tell myself that, yeah, so so this is where I am in my life journey right now to really appreciate it, to really love it. And yes, and yes there's still room for growth. We're all growing. But at the same time, not to discount the mm-hmm. who that I am right now.
1: Yeah. Yes, because that's what matters. That's part of the li- the river going down to the ocean. I yes. think that's that's beautiful. Um, Jenny, where can we find you? How can we reach you? Um yes, what's the best way to contact you
0: so, so i guess uh, from for this interview you know uh, your listeners would have known you know what I stand for, what I believe Mm. in, uh, visit my website, uh, www.riverlifecoaching.com. There's a a page about me, about my programs. uh, And and yeah, I have a new media page that contains all podcast episodes. I'm Mm. not a podcast host myself, but it's Mm -hmm. got uh, all the podcast episodes. And when this is released, that episode will go into that page as well. (laughs) So so, riverlifecoaching.com. I'm also uh, very active on LinkedIn and Facebook. You can find me Mm. under Jenny Toh, or you can also I also have business pages uh, river life coaching so um can't go wrong either way I think Chrissy
1: <laughs> yes yeah I'll, I'll list them all down in this description I'm love I'm loving how you're in different platforms that way you can reach different types of audiences too so really awesome on that Jenny and I just want to thank you for your time and for being vulnerable um I'm I'm certain that a lot of your stories, were relatable to people who are listening in this podcast so thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing your journey and we hope to hear from you again sometime in the future Um, definitely thank you Chrissy yeah anytime Uh, I'll let you go for now Jenny and I'm sure we'll be in touch and have a wonderful day
0: thanks Chrissy thank you
1: thank you Thank you again, and here's to hoping that your day is filled with peace, joy, and love. Keep speaking your truth and manifesting your dreams, and always remember to nurture healthy relating. You may be told that you're not that special, (laughs) but hey, you matter because you are unique. You are put in this earth as an energy container, and it's time to open yourself up and share what you've got. I am so rooting for you and hope to have you here again at Moments with Chrissy.